0: Welcome to the Life and Law Podcast. I'm Heather Mulder, former AmLaw 100 partner turned lawyer coach who, just five years into my legal career, found myself teetering on the edge of burnout. But I was determined not to become yet another lawyer burnout statistic. And so I redefined success on my own terms enabling me to build a profitable legal practice while navigating the challenges of two kids and two bed rests, the 2008 financial crisis, and a battle with breast cancer. What I learned is that you can build a successful legal career without sacrificing your health or personal happiness. And I now help purpose-driven lawyers confidently retake control of their careers and create their next level of success and impact. Join me each week for practical, unfiltered advice on how to successfully navigate the challenging legal market and succeed in both law and life. This is the Life in Law Podcast. Hello, hello. This is Heather Mulder, host of the Life in Law Podcast, and I'm so excited to have you with me here today. I know I say that every single time, but I truly am. So let's just hop right into today's topic, because today we are talking about goal setting, and specifically five goal setting mistakes that I see people make a lot. And we're getting into this because it is that time of year, y'all. It's the time where we tend to look back on our year and kind of measure where we've ended up and start to think about the year ahead and set goals for that year. And of course, being a career and a business coach – I do a lot of goal setting, both for myself and I help my clients with that as well. And so I wanted to come in here today and really talk about some of the mistakes that I see and how to not make them when you are looking at setting your goals. Now, mind you, this is the first of kind of a series that I'm doing on goal setting and planning. So we've got a couple of things coming up. We are... um, We're going to talk about specifically goal setting today. And then we're going to talk about kind of a secret thing to do next week that will also help both with how to set the right goals as well as with how to kind of plan because there's more than just setting a goal, right? When you set your goals, that's great, but you actually got to go out and do the work. And before you get started, you want to have some type of a strategy or plan so that you're not all over the place and you can really measure your success. So we're going to get into a lot of different things over the coming weeks around how to best do that. So my advice for you is to listen to today's episode and don't go out and just start like doing everything. Think on it. Think about what you want to do with it. And then keep coming back every week and listen to the remainder of the next couple of episodes so that you can really set the best goals for 2022 for you. And when I say best goals, I mean goals that stretch you and challenge you, but that are still achievable and that keep you motivated all year and really lead you into a place that you want to be. If you All of this sounds great. Just note that I have something at the end of today's episode that I will be offering up to you if you would like help on setting and achieving big goals for your business this year. So be on the lookout for that. So goal setting and achievement especially cannot feel really hard. It can feel overwhelming, right? Sometimes we wonder what goal we should set. Or there's a goal that we think we should set, but it doesn't feel so good to us. (laughs) Because it's what other people think we should set and not the one we really want. Sometimes it's hard to know, well, is this really too big? Is it big enough? What is the right goal? And is there even such a thing? Hint, hint, yes, there is. I have found that a lot of people get a little too um, overwhelmed by this whole process And in that, they get led astray. And what I mean by being led astray when it comes to goal setting, I mean by setting goals that you're not very likely to achieve because you're either not all that into them and they don't motivate you so you give up quickly or they're motivating but there's a lot of other stuff going on that you have no control over and you didn't really plan properly for it. Or maybe you went a little too big Right? Maybe it's achievable, but not within the time frame that you set for yourself. Sometimes we set goals that are okay. They kind of seem motivating. But as we get through them, we realize they're taking us somewhere we didn't really want to go because we didn't think enough about what it really meant. Okay, And that happens a lot. By the way, for those of you who set what I call should-based goals, those goals that You know, you think you're supposed to set because that's just what you do. Um, But they're not really goals you're all that into. And sometimes those goals are okay. I mean, you get them and you're like, okay, great. I achieved it. Now I can move on. But sometimes, you know, they take you somewhere you don't actually want to be. And so you want to avoid those types of things. And so that's obviously kind of one of the mistakes. But there's actually a bigger mistake that leads us onto that path. So that's where we're going to start. Mistake number one is not knowing your deeper why. This is that mistake that we make when we end up somewhere we don't want to be. And we think we're going to be somewhere and it leads us astray. Or we get to where we expect it to be and we just don't feel all that fulfilled, right? We think we're going to be excited and maybe we are for a moment. But at the end of the day, we're like, okay, so now what? We have to move on to the next thing. And I would posit that if you're setting the right goals for yourself, you should really be able to celebrate it. You should be excited about being there. And you it's not just an excitement in the moment, but really be proud of the achievements and where you really are and where you've ended up. And so when you don't know your deeper why, you don't end up there usually. You need to be very intentional about understanding that deeper why for a goal so that you can really connect into it, which will then keep you motivated, but will also help you figure out the right steps to take. Because sometimes it's not really the goal, but maybe it's the strategies that you're choosing. And so when you pay attention to your deeper why, what I'm really talking about is understanding your personal values, those things that make you uniquely you. Now, this can't be a surprise that I'm mentioning this if you've been listening to the podcast, because we've talked about values before. So remember, personal values are those things that make you, you. They kind of color how you see the world, how you see yourself, and they're all important because they bring more purpose into your life. They give your life meaning. And what you want is twofold. To understand what those values really are, what they mean to you, so that you can keep them front and center when you're setting your goal and actually kind of run that goal through your values, right? So what this does for you is it helps you to get really clear around, okay, is this goal going to align with my values? Does it keep me feeling aligned? Because if you're not, you're going to feel off, right? You're going to end up somewhere you didn't really want to be. The other thing you want to keep in mind is when you're thinking not just about the goal, but about, okay, what kind of things do I need to do to achieve them? To keep those values in mind too. Because sometimes it's not the goal. It's that there are varying strategies out there for goal achievement. And there are better strategies for you than others. And so you want to keep those values in mind for both steps, the goal setting and the goal planning. And knowing your deeper why, knowing those values, will really help you not to make that mistake where you get caught up doing things that don't bring fulfillment and get you to the wrong spot. Or you get to the spot you thought, but you realize, well... Okay, that's kind of meh. It it wasn't really what I thought it was. That might be something called an ego-based goal. We often set ego-based goals. And there's – I wouldn't say there's nothing wrong with an ego-based goal. But the problem with ego-based goals is they seem okay at the outset. And they can actually really motivate us. But because they're purely ego-based, they don't really bring that larger sense of fulfillment. And the worst thing about ego-based goals – And this is something I really want you to think about is because they're so tied to your ego, when you don't achieve an ego-based goal, it can make you feel like a complete failure. As if you are a failure, not that you just haven't achieved it. And this is true even if you get close, but don't really fully get there. But when you keep your values in mind and you know your deeper why and you know that the steps that you're taking are all in alignment, A, you are going to be more motivated. And so you're going to do more and you're going to have more success. But B, even when you don't fully reach it, because let's be honest, it's hard. We try to stretch ourselves. We don't always make it. And sometimes circumstances get in the way, right? Things that are totally unexpected that you could never have planned for. But when you set them in that way and your eye is on that – it's a lot then easier to measure your success, not just based on the metrics, but also on what you've put in and know that, you know what, I didn't fully achieve it, but that's okay because I did my best and I'm aligned to who who I really am and what I want out of my life. And if I just go a little bit longer, I can still get there. You can have a very different mindset then. The last thing I would say about values-based goals is that they're going to align with that bigger picture vision for what you really want out of your life, right? And your priorities. Your values lead you to your priorities. Even if you don't think proactively about it, they do. They, they're they what set your big who priorities, who you care about the most, and then what is most important to you. And all of that plays into what your big vision is for what you want out of your life, for who you want to be, for what you want to be able to say about yourself at the end of your life, right? All of that gives you more motivation and all of that helps you create that life you actually want. So if you're not sure if you've got a values-based goal or you're not sure whether you've gone deep enough, I would recommend that you go back and listen to the episode that I covered in my summer series about the 5-Y technique. I taught this earlier in the year. It's episode number 25. That is going to help you get more clear around, did I really align this goal with my true values? Using the 5-Y technique will help you do that, okay? And I will have a link to that episode in the show notes. Okay, so... Mistake number one is not understanding your deeper why. So the obvious lesson here is set values-based goals. Think about your values. Make sure they align with them. And when you're going through your planning process too, you're going to want to make sure that the strategies you utilize, the steps that you're wanting to take, also are in alignment with those values so that you do not get led astray. Okay, so that's enough of mistake number one. Let's get to mistake number two. That it's not really achievable. Now, there are different avenues of not achievable, okay? One is that they're just not realistic at all. Like sometimes we've got these big dreams that we've always had and they're in our minds and it's hard to let go of them and we get to a point in our life where they're just no longer realistic. Or maybe they never were, okay? So you want to make sure your goals are truly realistic. The other thing I would say is you want to make sure they're achievable within a specific time frame that is reasonable so something that I do see is that people set goals that yes they're achievable but not this year and I would say don't go beyond one year because that's just too long and you can set lesser goals like quarterly or semi-annual goals if that makes it easier for you as well because it's easier to plan around that you don't go too far in the future. Um, You have less uncertainties that would come up and it's a little easier to plan around. But definitely do not go over a year. I set annual goals and that's what I work on with my clients. We set annual goals mostly because it's a lot of times we're setting revenue-based goals for their business, but also sometimes they have personal goals, right? Like losing weight or getting in better shape or that are relating to that kind of a thing. And a lot of these things are bigger transformations so they're not achievable in 30 days um, some of them are not achievable in 90 days or even six months but they need to be achievable at least within a year and so we set annual goals most of the time so you want to make sure they're achievable within a reasonable time frame the other avenue of this is setting too many goals so maybe you've got eight different goals, and all of them would be achievable in and of themselves, but since you've got eight of them, they're not, <laughs> okay? It's like you're multitasking your goals. You probably heard me say this before, multitasking, not so good. I know it's something that a lot of lawyers tend to think that, you know, woohoo, I can multitask. No, really, you can't. Your task switching. You're losing time. I'll get off that soapbox, but the same thing goes for your goals. You can only have so many, and I really recommend having three or less. I'm talking total goals. That's personal and professional. And that's usually because goals tend to be big and they tend to be harder and they tend to be challenging. And there's only so much of your time that you can spend towards goal achievement. So you don't want too many. Something to note here. It doesn't mean that you will achieve your goal. Okay? It needs to be achievable. Something that is possible, that is realistic within the time frame that you've set doesn't mean that you absolutely will. Because, of course, there are always other things at play. And I do recommend that you go big enough. And that's mistake number three. One of the biggest mistakes I actually see is not going big enough not stretching yourself or challenging yourself enough. I do want you to push yourself, okay? And this is for several reasons. Number one, the point of setting goals isn't just to achieve the goal. I know that's probably going to sound a little backwards (laughs) to some of you, but I believe that the biggest point of goal setting and achievement is to truly move you forward as a human, both personally and professionally. This is a professional and personal development tool, right? Because goal achievement is challenging. It's hard. It stretches you. We have to go out and do new things. We have to get uncomfortable. We have to take risks. And so you want to make sure that you've set a big enough goal that you're going to get out of your comfort zone. Also, When you don't go big enough, it's just not as motivating. And you want to be motivated to go out and do the work. There is nothing worse than setting a goal that's tiny and small and you think, that'll just be easy. And so you never really even get started and you don't even achieve that one, right? So you want to make sure it's big enough. And one of my tips that I do with my clients, so here's a little secret, set a good enough an even better, and an, oh, my God, this would be the best thing ever. So three levels of goals. So for example, let's say that you are a private practice attorney and you want to increase your business this year. And you're wanting to increase it at least by 100,000. So that would be your, okay, this is my bottom level first tier goal, 100,000 or more the better would be 150. The oh my god this would be amazing would be 175 or 200. Now all of them still have to be achievable but the top level one would be a lot harder to achieve. Yeah it's possible. Kind of like when you back when you applied to law school or undergraduate and you had your this is easy I'll get in and then you had the second tier of I think I can get in. I should be able to get in at least to a percentage of these, but they're a little harder. And then you had your stretch schools that maybe I can get in. I think maybe one of these. If if I play my cards exactly right and my interview goes great and I write the best essay in the world, right? So same thing goes for your goals. You want to make sure that you really are helping yourself go big enough. And what I find in by setting these three tiers is it helps really motivate you to try to achieve that biggest one. But if you don't get there, then you're still pretty happy and satisfied and fulfilled because you did achieve a goal, right? And I will say this. What I have seen in my clients is when they set goals that way, they may not get the top level goal, but they get way closer than they ever would have and they blow through that bottom level goal. So try that out and see how it works for you this next year. Now, something to note, when we go big and we stretch ourselves, it means you're going to get outside of that comfort zone. It's going to bring up more doubt, more fear, more worries about, am I going to make this? Is this really possible? You're going to push yourself. You're going to do uncomfortable things. And that is okay. The thing I would like you to know is you can do uncomfortable things. You can even... Teach yourself and utilize tools to stretch yourself and get more comfortable with those uncomfortable feelings and create a much more resilient kind of growth, success-oriented mindset. And I've actually covered how to do that before. So if you haven't heard it or you need a refresher, go back and listen to episode number 28 on how to get comfortable with Fears, worries, doubts, all those other negative feelings that we have to deal with when we push ourselves, when we go out, you know, think outside the box and get outside of our comfort zones. And that's a short one. That was part of my summer series. So it's not a long episode. (laughs) And then also, if you haven't listened to episode number 30, I highly recommend that. That is an interview with a former colleague and friend, Monica Blacker, around not letting fear stop you. So go back and listen to those two. Okay. So mistake number four. Lack of specificity. Vagueness. Setting vague goals. So things like I want to lose weight. I want to fit into my clothes. I want to increase my revenues. That type of stuff. You're not specific enough. It's way too vague. It's just not measurable. So there's no idea as to where it is you're going. You need to know how much, how many, by when, those types of things, right? You've got to make it measurable. Otherwise, A, you're never going to really be clear about where you're going. And so you're not as likely to do the work. Something about making it measurable allows you to push yourself more. It's easy to put things off when we don't have something we're trying to measure against and we don't know where we're tracking also it's impossible to track your progress and figure out where you might need to make changes to your strategies and what you're doing because let's be honest most goals are set annually you can't predict exactly how successful you're going to be with every strategy that you pick and so as you go you're going to need to measure your progress and it's going to tell you where you need to make changes and you will need to make changes So you need to be very clear, very specific. And that means, you know, time constraints as well as dollar signs, target weight, whatever it is. I mean, it very much depends on what your goal is, right? But make it measurable. All right, let's get to mistake number five. Not giving enough or any consideration as to what you need to do to achieve the goal. Now, I did earlier mention that we're going to get into kind of the goal planning, goal mapping later. And that's not really what this is. It's kind of thinking more big picture. So we're not going to have to go full out, map out your next 90 days when setting your goals. But you do need to take into consideration, generally speaking, what's it going to take for me to get there? And some of this really gets to how realistic it is, whether it's achievable as well. And so you want to kind of think big picture. What do I need to do? What kinds of things will I expect of myself? What habits do I need to take into account or routines do I have? How hard will this be for me given my routines, my habits, my lifestyle? Does it require big changes? Might I need to set a different goal first and achieve that before setting this one? Take into consideration your habits, your routines. How can they help you? How might they hinder you? This is a big one because it also then gets to that realistic achievability. Okay, so those are my five top mistakes that I see. So the question becomes, how do you get around this? Well, there are two things. Number one, I've kind of already, no, I haven't kind of, I've already made clear. Know your values and set values-based goals. And when you're thinking around, okay, what is it going to take to achieve this, run the kind of strategies you're thinking of through your values and make sure they don't go astray. So that's number one. Number two is to ensure you're setting SMART goals. And you've probably heard of this, right? So what does that mean? SMART stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound And that will help you to stay away from all of these things. So if it's specific, you're getting very specific. You're not too vague about exactly what it is you want to achieve. Measurability, we've already talked about. Make it measurable. Ask yourself, how will I know I've achieved this? What's the measuring stick? Achievable. Is it truly achievable by you? can Is this something you can actually get done? Relevant, is this something you actually want? And is it relevant to your bigger picture vision for your life? And it's part of what you're looking at when you're considering your values too, but just ask the questions. And time bound, what's the time period? You've got to have an end date. That's part of measurability in my mind as well. But make it also within a time frame that is motivating. If a year is too far out for you, Set something a little smaller within six months or three months. That's how to set goals the right way. Okay, as I said before, we are going to get into something else next week that you're going to want to do before you finalize your goals. So don't 100% set them just yet. You're going to want to listen to next week's episode And then we are also going to have additional episodes on how to goal plan and some mindset stuff coming up that I want you to be on the lookout for that I think are really going to help you with setting really great goals for you in 2022 to make that a great year, right? Because we all want a wonderful year, especially after the last two. I think we're ready to move into a new time where we take control and we take over and um, achieve the big things that we really want. And as promised... If you are ready to go really big in your goals for 2022 so that you can start achieving big things instead of just dreaming about those big things, then I invite you to join me in the Give Yourself an Edge VIP Intensive. So this is a VIP experience that's custom designed for you based on whatever it is you want to achieve this next year. In it, we're going to, number one, set values-based goals that challenge and stretch you and are 100% achievable and will be fun to go after. Number two, determine the top few strategies for you to use that will leverage your strengths and make it much more enjoyable to achieve your goals and help keep you motivated throughout the year so that you actually do achieve those goals. And number three, we will create your first 90-day goal achievement plan step-by-step. So this intensive has the best of both worlds, effective strategy and the expert support you need through two one-to-one VIP strategy sessions to get all of the above done, and you're also going to get a month of support after our first meeting as well that you can reach out to me. I will take a look at whatever it is you're doing. I will answer your questions, whatever it is that you need, okay? It's perfect for private practice attorneys, in-house lawyers who want to get up to the next level, especially if you're looking to get into an executive level position, and even non-lawyer business owners and service providers who are ready to get to their next level of success and impact. This is very much for you. If you've thought about working with me, but you're not sure about a long term coaching or consulting commitment, right? So, this is going to give you kind of that shorter term support that you need that will help you get to the next level next year. So, I will have a link in the show notes where you can find out a lot more. Just note this it is a limited time offer, okay? And it's only open to the first 10 people who sign up. So, It does involve um, two in-person meetings that are a little bit longer than usual for me. And so I can only open this up to so many people. So if you are interested, do go take a look as soon as you hear about it. It will be gone as soon as those 10 spots are taken or by the end of January, whichever comes first. Okay, that is it for today. Next week, we will talk about my number one secret ingredient to accomplishing your goals. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Life & Law Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode and aren't yet a follower or subscriber, be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. For show notes and free resources to help you succeed in both Life & Law, including the Life & Law Roadmap, visit lifeandlawpodcast.com.